Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, listening. Jesus of Nazareth is a master teacher. One method he employed was to tell the crowds a simple story from everyday life in first century Palestine. And although the stories, which are called parables, were simple, they carried profound truth. Another characteristic of the parables that Jesus used is the ability of carrying various levels of understanding to the diverse group of listeners. And one of the most well-known stories, which is recorded by three of the gospel narratives, namely Matthew, Mark, and Luke, is the parable of the sower, but more accurately entitled the parable of the souls. In fact, I'm calling it the story of the farmer, the seeds, and the soils, but that awaits another broadcast. Another mark of the biblical parables is that they have one main point, but a story that can carry levels of understanding to different groups of listeners has the ability to have both a general application and a more particular application. And so here is the story as recorded by Mark, chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Again, Jesus began to teach beside the sea. And a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and he sat in it on the sea and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. It's wonderful how the, the Gospels record these very particular, concrete statements about what's happening with Jesus because they help lend authenticity to the record. And they inform us that the stories originate from someone who is present there. In this instance, it was probably Peter who told the story to Mark. And one reason Jesus would get in the boat on the sea and push out some from it, because this great crowd of hundreds, maybe a thousand or more people following him, could hear him because the sea, his voice bouncing off the sea, would be amplified so that the crowd could hang on to his every word. And he had vast numbers of people following him around, listening to his teaching, and looking for the next miracle that might be performed by this great teacher and prophet, Jesus of Nazareth. And so on this occasion, he is teaching from this parable. Now, he probably told this story in more than one time and probably to more than one group of people. It's recorded by all three, as I've said. But here's the story as Mark records it. Listen, he says, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now that's the story. 
It's again, it's recorded by Matthew and by Luke, and we'll read Luke's account in the next broadcast. Today, I want us to consider only the general application, and I want you to imagine with me that you are part of this great crowd of people on that day as Jesus gets into the boat, pushes out, and begins to speak, and he tells this simple story. What would you think? What meaning could you get from it? So, let's go back. A large crowd was gathering, and people were flocking to Jesus from every town, and he said, a sower. Now, a sower is a planter, a farmer, and is a particular type. He, a sower went out to sow. A farmer went out to plant. And how did he plant? How did he sow? He sowed the seed by broadcasting it. That is, he would take handfuls of the seed and would cast it on the ground that had been prepared. It had just been turned over, perhaps by some animal or by human beings getting out and working it. And he would scatter the seed, and the seed would land on the, the dirt, on the soil. So he tells a story. The farmer went out to plant. The sower went out to sow his seeds. Now, what happens to the seed? Well, he tells us that the seed landed in four different places. And where it landed produced certain results. Okay, so the first is that seed landed on hard ground. That's like a footpath, or it's on the edges where the ground is hard. Some of the seed fell there, where, where the farmer would go back and forth across the field, passing or sowing his seeds. Where he walked would be packed down, and if seeds fell in the packed down earth, then it would stay on the top. And the birds could see it from the air. And they would think, hmm, lunch is ready. And they would swoop down and pick up the seeds. Now, since there are thousands of seeds being broadcast, they had a nice lunch. <laughs> but that's the seed that landed on hard ground or on the footpath. Okay? Secondly, other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up. But it had no depth of soil, so when the sun rose, it scorched, and it withers, and it dies away. So there's a thin layer of dirt, of soil, on the rocks. And sometimes uh, in Palestine and in other parts of the world, there would be some sort of rockiness in the soil, and it would sometimes change uh, the earth somewhat changes. And so from year to year, the crop might have some uh, change in, in the soil structure. But the seed falls there, and it springs up when the moisture comes, like during the nighttime. And the next morning, or the next two mornings, there's a, there's a little sprig of life. There's a little plant. But immediately it begins to wither away because it can't put roots down. So it withers and it dies. The third is that the seed landed on good, basically good soil, but you see the soil that's been turned over and receives the seed also has in it weeds and other 
grains, other seeds besides what you're planting. And so when it lands there, if you don't go around and hoe it and clean it out, then the seed and the plant that grows up from that seed will be choked out by the other things that are growing with it, the weeds. So though it lives, it bears no fruit. But the fourth seed landed on good and prepared soil. It received it, it took it in, it nourished it with moisture and with the soil, and the plants grew. And that one seed developed into many plants. It developed into great amount of harvest. And so at the end, he says, the farmer, from these particular seeds that landed in this particular soil, reaps a great crop, 30-fold, 60-fold, or a hundredfold. And that's a simple story. Now, what meaning do you think you would have gotten from it or that the crowd could get from it? Well, if you were thinking that Jesus is just talking about farming techniques, it's sort of like he's sort of giving the warning that not all your seed is going to bear the fruit you're expecting. But you can still expect a crop if it lands on good soil. But he's not really talking about farming here. He's talking about something else. He's talking about listening because he has this word at the end. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, there's an interesting Hebrew word of, that you find recorded in the English Bibles. In the older versions, it would say, hearken, hearken unto the voice of the Lord. That's this word, listen. Listen with the intention of understanding leading to obedience. That's what Jesus is asking. He says, he who has ears to hear, if you can receive the sound of my voice and the teaching of my instruction, listen to it with the intention of taking it in, understanding it, and applying it to your lives. You could easily take that meaning. That's a general application of this story. Let me tell you two interesting ways in which I told this story and was getting general application. One is that I was a teacher for many years, and I taught students uh, uh, to English, to students of other languages. And I would open my classes sometimes by telling this story. I didn't tell them that Jesus said it. I would just say a teacher, because after all, Jesus was a great teacher, that a teacher told this story once, and then I would tell the simple story that a farmer went out and he broadcast his seed. A sower went out to sow, and the seed landed on these different types of soil. And then I would apply it to my students as those who are receiving the instruction of the professor and the instruction of the classroom materials and what their reception of it was. So that if you were not really interested, you didn't want to be here, you were like the seed landing on the hard, packed soil. Or perhaps you were eager to understand it during class. You were so excited about it, but as soon as class was over, you simply forgot it and went along your way. You didn't think about it. You didn't study it. You didn't apply it. And the other kind was one who really did take the lesson at heart, and they were really learning it. But when they got home, they had all these other troubles. Where's my next meal coming from? How am I going to pay the bill? I've got to go to work. I've got a family. All these different things, the cares of life. 
It sort of snuffed out the ability to really grasp and truly bring forth the fruit that the teacher and the student, an eager student, really wants to have. And then the fourth was the good soul, the prepared soul that received the instruction, that thought about it, turned it over, asked questions, did their homework, and applied it to their lives. Now, that's general application of this simple story to a situation asking one to listen, telling them how important it is to listen. And so my application to my students was, you know, the type of listener you are and the type of reception that you give will determine what you get from the instruction. But there's a second way I applied it. It was in a sermon that I preached at church. Now, what, what prompted this is that every Sunday, we gather together to hear the instruction from the Word of God. Every Sunday, we gather together. We have a group of people, okay? And people are listening. The preacher is preaching. But as the preacher preaches, you have the different types of listeners in the congregation. And guess what? One time, you might be this kind of listener, and another time, you might be another kind of listener. In other words, we're not always consistent with how we listen to the preaching and the instruction of God's Word. And let me tell you something that probably might be a little startling to you, but one of the worst people to listen to sermons is another preacher. Because often preachers, when one of the preachers preaching the Word of God, they often think, you know, how would I do that? Their mind gets distracted. What did other people say about this? And with today's technology, you can grab your phone and you can start looking up things and reading things, and you're not really paying attention to the preacher in front of you who's expounding the Word of God. In other words, you're dividing your attention and not paying attention. All right, so the listeners of a sermon, the listeners to the teaching of God's word. Who are they? What kind of soil is the seed of the talk word and of the preach word landing on? Well, again, you have the same types of people, the types of soil, and, and it's not really people, it's the mind, it's the mindset, it's the attitude with which we hear preaching and hear the instruction, how we take it in that determines what happens to it. So if we have one and we come uh, to the assembly and we say, you know, I'm really not into this today, and we sort of tune out. Though the preacher may be preaching God's word faithfully, we tune out, and so we really don't hear. Therefore, the devil comes, Satan, and he snatches it away from us so that we don't hear God's instruction and we receive no benefit from it. The second type of listener or the soul of the mind is the one that, oh, they're so eager while they're, they're listening to the sermon and they're taking it in and they sort of like it, that it sounds good to them. But as soon as the service is over, they go out talking about other things and soon they forget anything that was said by the minister, any word that was read. In other words, they, they're distraction. They're distracted and they don't apply it. They don't try to remember it. And therefore, that temporary joy in the service becomes blasé in the days that follow. But there's the third. There's the listener who's there intent on hearing God's word. They really are listening, and they really are seeking to understand. 
and they really are wanting to apply it to their lives, and they even think about it when they leave. But as the week goes on, as the pressures of life mount up, as the bills have to be paid, as the kids have to be uh, disciplined, as there's some disagreement in the home, there's things going on in the neighborhood, all the distractions of life. I need more money. I need this. I want that. All of these things, the cares and anxieties and pressures of life just snuffs out the word. And though it's there, it has somewhat of a root in our hearts, but it's not able to bear fruit because our reception of it has been choked off by the pressures and the distractions of life. Oh, but the fourth type of listener, that's the kind that the master delights in. That's the kind that pleases God. And that's the one whose mind and attitude is that of a receptive, prepared soul who takes the word. He thinks about the word. He seeks to understand the word. He thinks about it and attaches it to other teachings of God's word that he's heard and learned, and he seeks to apply it to his life. Now, that listener will be producing fruit, the fruit of godliness, the fruit of consistent Christian living, the fruit of a faithful listener of the word of God. Two ways that I use this simple story in general application. Listening to instruction to a teacher or listening as a Christian or a participant in a service of worship to the preacher, to the speaker, as they explain the word of God or teach the teachings of Jesus to us. Here's the question I ask my students. And here's the question I asked the church that day. What kind of listener are you? What type of soul describes your mind, your attitude, and your heart? So remember this. Your ability to understand and benefit from instruction, from the preaching and teaching of God's word, is dependent on the reception of your mind and your heart to the word that's being given. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, remember Jesus' exhortation. He who has ears to hear, let him listen.